We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama, what a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Wednesday. Here's what it will look like every single Wednesday right here. You will hear the Lincoln Riley Coaches Show Sooner Sports Talk live from Rudy's in podcast form. Plus, we'll add you a little Easter egg at the end of every single Wednesday pod as we'll bring you a player interview or player press conference from Tuesday's Lincoln Riley media session. So let's get after it, shall we? Sooner Sports Talk featuring Lincoln Riley, Toby Rowland, and Teddy Lehman. And then a little present for you at the end here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, live at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, this is Sooner Sports Talk, presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Also brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Bud Light, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. And by Moody's Country Store and Barbecue, bringing you the best in barbecue. This is Sooner Sports Talk. Now, here are your hosts, Teddy Lehman and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Hi, everybody. A new season of OU football is on us. Welcome to Sooner Sports Talk. We're at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue right here on Highway 9 in Norman, and it is finally football time in Oklahoma. This Saturday night at 6 o'clock, the Sooners will kick off the 2020 campaign as they welcome Bobby Petrino and the Bears of Missouri State. And guess who's with me this year? All season long, I've got a co-host for the Lincoln Riley Show. You know him as the Butkus and Bednarik Award winner. Please welcome back my radio partner, Teddy Lehman, everybody. Piro, what's up? I'm glad to assist. Sorry you couldn't handle this on your own anymore. Uh, it, it had been proven uh, <laughs> after years of evidence that I definitely needed some help. <laughs> and you know your way around a weight room. So uh, we've we got a, a little different show for you uh, this year. You notice Lincoln Riley usually sits in this chair. He will join us coming up here very soon, but he will do so via satellite from his office across the way. Obviously, we're dealing with different circumstances. We're trying to keep everybody healthy this year. We've got COVID protocols for the coach and his team who are living inside a bubble over there. So this is the safest way for us to do it and to still bring you coaches' thoughts on a week-in and week-out basis. And then sometime in the future, we'll get all back to normal and Lincoln will join us here at Rudy's. But coming up very soon, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Lincoln. I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking some football with him tonight. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, he's, 
every time he's been in front of a camera or in front of a microphone, for the most part, it's been answering questions about uh, the coronavirus. So it's going to be good that we're finally in a game week and yep. we're talking football. We've got offense and defense and position battles in Missouri State and all kinds of things to talk about. So let's squeeze in an opening timeout. When we come back, we'll be joined by the head ball coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Lincoln Riley. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by AT&T. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. Welcome back, everybody, and we are joined now by the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, Lincoln Riley, from his office, not very far from here. Welcome to a new season of Sooner Sports Talk. Coach, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing good. I got a co-host this year, Coach. I think you have an upgrade in the chair <laughs> this year. I'll tell you, Coach, everyone was really disappointed when I came in and sat down here. Uh, and I don't here. know about that. I don't know about that. You got a football game coming up uh, on Saturday, Coach. How you feeling? How's your team feeling? Yeah, that's a rumor. Um, we're feeling good. We're excited. We're ready to play. Um, this one's been so different, as we've all said a million times now, but just uh, so many changes. Uh, and just, you know, just not even knowing at times what you were preparing for, you know, especially for our kids. And, and so to actually have a game now, to have a chance to go play, to get out in our stadium, um, you, can, you can feel the energy, you know, around our guys right now. I bet, you know, for the players, having so much uncertainty, you know, early on spring is canceled, sent home, summer you're coming back and then training camp and then all along never knowing that if there's going to be a season played or not have you noticed maybe a, a it could I can imagine it would drag on mentally for those guys throughout all that have you seen as you transition into game week that maybe that that morale is ticked back up and those guys are happy to be around the building again I think we definitely have you know I thought there was a couple of key points um you know, we ended up bringing our guys back later than most people did uh, this summer. And so I thought when they got here, they were really, really excited to be here. Um, you know, July was really good. First part of August was really good. And then and then all this talk starts hitting about, well, is the season going to be canceled? Um, and I could feel that that impacted our guys uh, without a doubt. And once we, you know, found out that the Big 12 was going to go, in fact, go go forward with it, and and then there was actually a, a schedule produced that that was big for our guys. It just it gave them kind of the hope that it really could happen. It was still out there, and they're not they're not out there sacrificing their bodies, uh, you know, investing so much for nothing. So, uh, and yeah, certainly to be here where it's actually now really game week, um, it almost feels a little bit more normal that way. Normally, this time of year, you're You've been going against each other. Game week feels like, and you know this, Teddy, feels like it's way off in the distance. Now it's finally here, so we're we're ready. Has it been uh, harder at all throughout this whole, pr whole process, especially recently, Coach, for your guys to focus with all the uncertainty that's been out there? I think it, like I said, I think it was, especially during that time when, you know, Seasons were getting canceled. Conferences were canceling seasons. I do think there was some difficulty during that time, and I, I think that's pretty understandable. But our guys have hung in there. I mean, honestly, I feel like for them, you know, football practice has probably been the most normal part of the day, you know, where you know, they come here and they go to meetings, albeit most of the meetings are in a different location. And, uh, you know, they're six foot, you know, more than six foot apart from each other and they have mask on. But they go to meetings, they, they lift, they work out. Uh, we practice. Uh, I, I actually think that's been a little bit of their getaway, um, kind of from from all that's going on and all that you know that, that has changed in the world in the last several months. First thing I always worry about, you know, whenever I, I notice how much time the guys spend away from the the facility and and everything. And I know they did a good job of of working on their own, but the conditioning factor. You know, playing a football game is three and a half hours. It's brutal. It's high energy. It's going to be hot. You're wearing pads. 
And I know these guys are a lot better work ethic than me because I feel like if I would have gone home and been laying on the couch the whole time. But do you feel like that the, the conditioning base is there and that these guys are, are geared up, calloused, and ready for a, a tough season? Yeah. No, Teddy, I think they – I think they did a pretty good job while they were gone. Uh, they honestly came back in maybe better shape than we would have anticipated. And, and there was a lot of work behind the scenes by both players and staff to, to ensure that that happened at as high as level as they possibly could while they were gone. But I think the tougher thing through this through fall camp and, and, for, and for everybody has been not maybe the team as a whole, but those guys that have been affected by this virus, you know, whether it's guys that have tested positive or it's, guys that have been knocked out for contact tracing and all of a sudden now you know they're out of it for a couple of weeks I mean we've even had a couple of players um, throughout and this is looking at over the whole scope of things but you know from July on but we've had a couple of guys that have got knocked out as a contact trace and missed two sets of 14 days so that's 28 days and, and and not even having the virus and so all of a sudden you take a month away from anybody you know, it's it's different. So I, I think our team is it's interesting. I just I think our team and most teams around the country, you've got some guys that are probably in just about as good a shape as they would have been regardless that have been able to go clean through. And then you've got some guys that have been affected by this that have missed substantial time. And so your conditioning levels of your team are so kind of different. You know, we're normally most people are about the same level. So that's that's been uh, something we've had to adjust to. And I'm sure we'll have to throughout the games. Have you handled practice? You know, we were watching the was BYU and Navy on Monday night. Navy said they haven't practiced tackling at all going into that game. They're trying to be as cautious as possible. How, how have you tried to balance, um, you know, getting in the physicality and the fundamentals that you need to in practice and at the same time trying to be as safe as possible? We've made some concessions, but the physicality and tackling and all that, that's that's just – that's not us. I mean, I, I think if we had four people out there, we'd probably still be hitting and tackling. I mean, that's just kind of how we do it around here. So uh, we, we've certainly tried to be smart. Um, you know, I think we've really had to watch it from a conditioning level more than anything, kind of what Teddy referenced earlier, um, and just making sure we're not doing too much of one thing or another. But uh, we're still, you know – to get, be ready to play football, you got to practice football, and I'm, I, I, I don't know any other way to do it. So we've, we've certainly tried to be smart, but we, it hasn't taken away from us practicing and doing the things we knew, need to do to get ready for this game and, and the rest of the season. You know, uh, chemistry-wise, and really I'm talking about quarterback, wide receiver, you know, you look at a typical year, and you start in, you know, February where the guys are kind of doing some stuff on their own. And I think coaches can be around a little bit more, but throwing routes with guys and maybe coming in after after workouts throughout the day and throwing routes together. And then typically you go into spring ball where you've got organized activities into summer where, you know, players are, are together throwing seven on seven and you know, in a typical year, you've got thousands of reps of just knowing the nuance of how every receiver runs a route maybe a little bit different and, you know, how a guy comes out of a break maybe a little bit faster or slower. And then, you know, you've got the whole training camp as you gear up for the season. Is is that something that you feel like maybe lagging a little bit behind? And I know everyone across the country may be fighting the same type of thing, but just some of those little chemistry things where typically in a year you'd be a 1,000 reps in or so, and now you're just kind of having to work through it for the first time through camp and here in game week. Yeah, no, I think it's fair to say. Uh, I do think we're we're in a pretty good situation that, you know, both our top two quarterbacks have been here. Um, that that is that's helpful. So, you know, the returning skill players that we do have, they've they've seen those guys run a lot of routes over the years and, and caught balls even if it wasn't in games behind the scenes. I, I do have that a, a little bit I think we've all had that concern with some of our new players, whether it's a new quarterback or it's a, a, a new receiver skill player um, that, you know, you've just had enough exposure to those guys. And, and exactly like you said, get to know all the little nuances because everybody does things just a little bit different and the quarterbacks and receivers have to both understand that. So we've tried to really feature those new guys and, and do everything we can to get them ready. But um, I, I think it's a, it's a fair concern and, and uh, something that we're going to have to continue to work through through the season. I want to ask you one more. This has been a weird summer question, and then I promise the rest of the show we're talking football, okay? <laughs> That's good. 
Um, we, you have often been asked about calling up Bob for advice or Barry. I'm sure people have asked you about that. Or who do you lean on? Who's your mentor? Mike Leach, you know, football-related stuff for the last few years. What about through all this? Was there anybody that you reached out to when you're – you've been so impressive in how you have dealt with all this over the last seven months from a leadership perspective, not just a football coach perspective, but from a leader of young men perspective. Was there anybody in this process that you reached out to or that you leaned on to kind of help give you guidance through this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think the, the people that have been mentors in my life, I've, I've still continued to, to lean on them. And, and, and maybe it wasn't in this – exact situation but just lessons learned and experiences with those people over the years you can you can draw back on it and yeah maybe the situation is not exactly the same but there's things you can take from it and apply so uh, I've still certainly you know confided in Bob a lot throughout it um, and and he's always he's been a great sounding board uh, for me as he always is and then uh, yeah probably as much I've probably gone more back to uh, just the time I had with Donnie Duncan uh, this was like he he would have been perfect for this situation like the worse the crisis the better he was um and so a lot of the you know things we've tried to do as a program th ways that we've tried to to handle all this um ways to try to approach it have come from you know the the time that i was lucky enough to spend with him all right we are taking your questions tonight if you got a question for coach you can hit us up on the academy sports and outdoors inbox at OU on the air, at T-Row OU. I've got a ton of questions coming in. We're going to start talking offense and defense and getting the Sooners ready for the Missouri State Bears when we come back. You're watching Sooner Sports Talk presented by AT&T. Back after this. Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Kincaid Coach the official motor coach carrier of Sooner Athletics. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football, Riverwind, Still the one. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Welcome back, everybody. Our opening segment tonight with Lincoln Riley was brought to you by Noble McIntyre with McIntyre Law. McIntyre Law, the law firm you should turn to for all of your personal injury needs. Sooners and the Missouri State Bears coming up on Saturday night on Owen Field. Coach, since Teddy's with us, we're going to start by talking defense tonight. He kind of like demands it. that out I of like us. It. So I like it, too. Uh, year two under Alex Grinch. What's your comfort level with where you are defensively right now compared to a year ago right now? <laughs> compared to a year ago, it's, yeah, it's um, yeah, a lot better. Um, no, nah, it's good. It's uh, I'm excited. Uh, excited about the progress we made in a short time and, and you know, just the – I think – not only as a whole, but you just see some of the individual jumps, you know, made uh, in such a short time with Coach Grinch and, and that staff. You know, you, you know, Kenneth Murray goes from being a, you know, honorable mention kind of all-type conference guy to a first-rounder. You know, Neville makes a huge jump. You know, Pernell Motley goes from a guy that wouldn't even have gotten a camp, and he just made the Bucks 53-man roster the other day, which was awesome. Um, so, so many – individual improvements which led to collective improvements and um yeah so i think the thing for us now is you know I, you, you want to take that next step and how do you do it and you and, and it's not just going to happen just because it's year two um the, the starting point is further along guys know our system they they know what we expect they, they know the culture um so that's in a that's in a good place, but you still got to go do it, and you've got to go work to make those improvements. So, uh, and then I think with that, when you make the kind of jump that we did and have some of the success that we did in year one, it, it allows you to to I think be in a little bit better place from a recruiting standpoint, um, and and helps you build you know elite talent quicker. And so uh, 
excited to see some of these young guys and as we throw them into Speed D and and um, you know we think the results are going to be good. Uh, so we're we're excited about it. Speaking of guys that made a jump, uh, Trey Brown from a, a year ago to right now. You look at some of the things, and he, he, it's not like he's been all over social media, but he's he said a couple of things, and it looks to me like he's got a chip on his shoulder about this season, tired of being overlooked, uh, wasn't on like the any of the, the preseason list for Big 12 and stuff like that. And it sounds like he's ready to make one of those jumps and have his best year by far and, and factor into maybe one of the better players in the conference defensively. Yeah, and he should be upset because he's uh, you know, a guy who played really well for us. Um, statistically returning uh, you know, the best corner in our league um, by a lot of categories. And uh, so, uh, no, we think, he's a, we think he's a really good player. And uh, I think I thought – you know, Roy did a tremendous job. Coach Manning did a, a tremendous job with him. And then uh, the fun thing is there's still so much. He can still get so much better, too. And so he's had a good camp. Uh, we feel like he's ready to go play uh, extremely, extremely well. And uh, what a great opportunity for him. We've got some uh, really good questions flowing in from our listeners and viewers out there tonight. Let me hit you with a couple here quickly. This is from Don in-house. With COVID-19, is there a chance we may see a guy play both sides of the ball this year? Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think uh, this is one of those situations where you could certainly get to an all-hands-on-deck type situation pretty quick. And so uh, I think anything's on the table. And with us, it is anyway. So who would that be? Go ahead and tell us who's most likely, <laughs> Coach, to play both sides of the ball. Oh, not yet. Speaking of all-hands-on-deck, uh, uh, OU photo guy. With this season essentially not counting toward eligibility limits, is it an all-hands-on-deck approach with your younger players this year? It is. It is. There's certainly more more flexibility there, uh, which will probably be needed by a lot of teams throughout this year. So, um, you know, that combined with, you know, smaller rosters potentially as, as you lose guys uh, to the virus or to contact tracing, you know, make that a, a great opportunity for every young player in, in the program. You know, defensively, the first game of the year is always a, a little bit of a question, you know, like what are you going to see out there? you got a good feeling of, of the offense and, and maybe what they've done in the past, but first game of the year, especially when you're a team like Oklahoma, who knows what they're going to throw at you. And then you factor in also that this is a, a team that's got a three-game season and maybe a coach is going to like – it's not so, so much you got to learn a system – like typical, and they've got a long break before their next game. I mean, I, have the defensive coaches been worrying a lot about maybe Missouri State showing up and running like 10 or 15 trick plays? Yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly something you have to be ready for. I mean, like you said, first games are always a challenge that way, especially when it's a, a new staff um, at, a, at a new spot and, and then somebody that's as well-respected offensively as Bobby Petrino is. And so uh, – yeah, certainly. You know, it's a unique position. You try to put yourself in Missouri State shoes, and what would you do in that situation? And uh, so it's, uh, you know, you certainly expect a lot of different things, expect that, um, you know, that they'll kind of, you know, let it all hang out in a sense. And uh, and, and so we've got to be ready for it. I mean, we've uh, people are going to throw a lot of stuff at us. That's, that's not anything new, but we're going to certainly have to handle it well. I, I want to ask you about the linebacker position. Um, Kenneth Murray... Uh, obviously an awful lot of production for you last year. Who are some of the guys you expect to eat up those numbers for you this year? Well, it started just with Deshaun White, uh, you know, being a returning starter and kind of quietly did a lot of really good things for us last year. We, we were very pleased with the way that, that he handled, you know, kind of that role for, for a first time and, and feel like he's primed to, to, to take another step. Uh, Excited about Brian Osamoa. I think he's had a really, really uh, positive camp. A guy that's just really grown up, uh, grown in this defense, showed some playmaking ability and time last year. Um, Brian Mead's another guy that I think that has really improved for us. And then, then you got kind of some new guys and some position changes with Jamal Morris, uh, Robert Barnes, Shane Witter. Uh, so it's a good group. Uh, We've worked out David Uwebu there a little bit as well. I'm very excited about what we're seeing from him. So that group's got some depth, got some some game experience. Um, you know, we feel like you know, our group as a whole has got a chance to be very, very strong. 
Yeah, but one last thing here uh, defensively for me is the younger guys. I know that uh, the recruiting class coming in, it's been a difficult year, but do you feel like it, like as a whole, some of these high school kids that are showing up are, are more prepared to play year one than maybe they've ever been? Yeah, I, I think there's quite a few that are. You know, there's still a few that that think they are, and, and, and it's a little bit different experience when they get here. Uh, but I, I do think, I, I think most of these guys have, you know, got to play so much ball. A lot of them have been training for so long. They've, you know, a lot of these guys have played in, you know, big leagues or played in all-star games and had a chance to play against other, you know, very good players. So, uh, no, I do. I, I think it's it's certainly trended that way over the years, and I think continue guys continue to get more and more ready before they get here. Let's talk about offense. Uh, Spencer Rattler's been named your starting quarterback, the redshirt freshman. Um, what are you most eager to see from him under the bright lights? Because obviously you, you followed him and recruited him uh, uh, throughout his high school career, and you, you saw him as a redshirt last year, and you've seen him in fall camp. But what, it, what do you see still need to show you under the lights? Oh, everything. <laughs> he hadn't done anything under the lights yet. So uh, he's... Yeah, uh, he's he's just got to play like he can, and he'll and he'll be fine. He's uh, he's a good player. Um, he's he's worked hard. He's he's really grown, matured. He's taken the areas that he needed to improve on uh, from day one when we got here, and he's he's done that. And uh, so, yeah, he just needs to go out there and be himself. Go play. He's going to make some mistakes. Uh, he's going to learn some things on the fly. But he's a he's a talented kid. He's a competitive kid, and and he's. He's worked hard and put himself in a good situation, and now he needs to just go take advantage of it. I think any quarterback um, stepping in to, to play their first year, especially a freshman, the one thing that you have on your wish list, I know a lot of people would think wide receiver, it's offensive line. And it looks like this group that Bill Biedenboe has is deep, talented, physical, consistent, kind of all the things that you want in an offensive line. And I got to imagine that's going to help the learning curve for Spencer Rattler quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. That is certainly a, a new quarterback's best friend is a really strong offensive line. And, and uh, so, no, that, that group's got a chance to be good. It's, uh, you know, we, we had some guys fight through a lot of things for us last year. We weren't really pleased with our depth uh, last year, didn't, have as much competition within the line um, as guys got banged up, didn't have as many guys that we felt like we could rely on to step in there. And so that's been a big point of emphasis for us. And so we feel like our, our depth's in a good place. There's certainly a lot of competition on the O-line right now, which is how it needs to be. And, uh, you know, and, and a great mix of experience versus some young talent that, that's uh, knocking on the door of being ready to play. So it's... Um, you know, I feel like we're in a better place here to start. I think we've got a chance to come together and be a, and be a very solid group. All right, we need a timeout. We're going to make history when we come back. Our first ever live edition of the Butkus Brain Teaser. It's been a stressful <laughs> offseason, Coach. Are you uh, up for this? <laughs> we'll find out. I guess we'll find out next. Stick around. Lincoln Riley Show continues right after the break. Sooner Sports Talk is presented by Rudy's, bringing you the best in barbecue. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively, Anheuser-Busch. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. Sooner fans, be sure to check out Soonersports.com for your chance to win Red River Showdown football tickets from Love's Travel Stops, Riverwind, and Homeland. Welcome back, everybody. It's a new year of Sooner Sports Talk with Lincoln Riley. Teddy Lehman with me at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by AT&T. I like this one, Coach. Uh, came in from at Sooner Champs. 
What player in all your years of coaching would you pick to be first off the bus? Mm, Got to be somebody intimidating when they step off the bus. Orlando Brown. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. No big deal. 6'8", 365, no big deal. That's a pretty easy decision. All right, it's time for our uh, Butkus Brain Teaser. and we've, This thing has become so big, we've got a sponsor for it now. Oh, that's huge. Oklahoma Education Association, shaping minds of young people. I'll, here, for, I'll be waiting for the check. In the the Oklahoma Education Association, Butkus Brain Teaser, uh, putting education first. So if you're new to the show, here's how this works. Teddy has gone through his large melon, and he has dug up a play from the past. And uh, he's going to see if Lincoln can remember what the play was. So um, I wish I was going through my memory of plays. I, I just go back and, and pick a game. I, I don't remember any of these things. I'm amazed that Lincoln, how often do you get came. asked about this? It's become a deal now, you know. Do people try to get you when you're out and about or anything? Around the office or anything? What do you mean? Like, like ask me if I remember yeah. one? Yeah. Did your wife test you at home or anything like that? No, we'd have to get a sponsor for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Teddy, go ahead. All right, here we go. Um, we're going back to a year ago. Oklahoma at home, South Dakota. The score is 63-14. to 14. <laughs> 10-15 in the fourth quarter. Left hash, minus 27-yard line. It is third and eight. I mean, while the coach is thinking, this is uh, is this chosen for a reason? Uh, well, I mean, it's sixty-three fourteen, and this is this is not randomly just selected. I guess kind of chosen for a reason. Okay, I don't want to give anything away. Kind of. What what yard line you said was on that? Minus twenty-seven. Left hash. Third and eight. South Dakota last year. Yep. Ten fifteen in the fourth quarter. I mean, at this point, is Lincoln even calling the plays? 63-14? Maybe not. Clark uh, might be on the headset at this point. Oh, Lord. He said it was chosen for a reason, Coach, if that helps at all. Yeah, it probably have been left. I think it's uh, Spencer throwing a curl out to Stogner on third and eight, I think. Um If it's not that, I don't know it. I think that's it. You want to stick with that, yeah. or do you want to? Yeah, I'll stick. You want to phone a friend? You want to call someone? <laughs> I'll stick with it. Spencer, your guess is Spencer Rattler. Yeah, right. Late side. in the game. Yeah, curl route on the right throwing side. Throwing a curl route to Austin Stockner. Mm -hmm. All right, let's roll the video and see what it is. Twenty-seven yard line, indeed. Spencer Rattler in at quarterback. On the left hash, he's got half the equation. Pass right side, curl route. Austin Stogner, the catch. He's still unbelievable, everybody. Sixty-three, fourteen in a game against South Dakota last year, and he got it. He's one for one. How about that? I'm shocked. I, I figured that. South Dakota was going to be at the top of the third down uh, tape reel there for you guys <laughs> throughout the offseason. That was, uh, yeah, when you said South Dakota in 63, I said, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Could be in trouble in this. Well done, Coach. Very impressive. That guy's going to be a, a big part of the puzzle for you, I would think, this year, right? Austin Stogner? He's got a, he's got a chance. Yeah, he's, had, he's had a really, really good offseason. Uh, has improved in a, in a lot of ways, so we're we're, we are, we're very excited about what he brings to the table. That's one of the things that I've liked. It seems like in recent years, uh, trended towards some of those uh, traditional tight end formations, two or even three tight ends out there at times. And, uh, you know, you've got versatile guys at those spots that can either be in the backfield, traditional inline tight end, or even split out. And, you know, as defensively, how I look at everything, I'm, I'm thinking, well, what personnel should we be in defensively when they've got those guys out there, because you could go five wide or you could line up in, in a heavy formation and come downhill in a running game. Exactly. Yeah, those guys give you so much flexibility. And the key for us is, and it's to your point, is is finding those guys. You know, there's not there's not many guys that can do all those things well. And so 
But that room right now, you know, I think for us, uh, Coach Beamer's room right now is, uh, is probably as deep and as talented as, as at any time that we've been here. So there's, we've got some more bodies and, and some, you know, some skill sets that we're excited to use. So th those guys are going to have a chance to be pretty involved for us this year. That H-back position has been such a weapon for you through the years. Is that something that came from Leach? Is that something you've kind of just developed through the years? What's been the, the origin of that? No, Mike's not a big H-back yeah, guy. So. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's just been fun. It's, uh, you know, it's it kind of started with all the different things that we could do in the run game, uh, just because, you know, when you sit there in four wides, I mean, there's four wides are great, but there's there's a limit to what you can do in the run game. And when you add, when you add a, a tight end or an H-back to it, it's, it goes up exponentially. And so then, you know, just some things built off of that and, and it just has continued to evolve. And then we've had different skill sets. You know, we've had the you know, the more traditional H-back bodies like, you know, like Dimitri Flowers was. Yeah. We've had the bigger tight ends like Carson Meyer and, you know, now Austin. Um, so it's been fun trying to build those things around those different skill sets and, and the way they complement other things we're doing offensively. Stogkowski, that's what I call him, uh, Stogner with those white gloves out there. I love it. Um, you know, you mentioned the what they help in, in bring in the running game and I haven't even asked you about those guys. It, it's amazing to think that, uh, you had a transfer away, and then you 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 had another guy that's not going to be with the team, and you feel like you still love the group. I mean, uh, they're deep. There's there's three four guys that you'd feel completely comfortable with uh, carrying the load. So it, it seems like the running back group, even though maybe not uh, as full as you thought it was going to be, still going to have a chance for some outstanding production. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's a good group. Uh, T.J. Pledger's had a really Really strong camp. I think you know, you know, prepared to play the best ball of his life right now. So we're we're really excited for him. Um, you know, Officer Ramondre had a tremendous year for us last year. Did a lot of really really good things. And body's in better shape. Knows what we're doing. He's in certainly in a better place. And then the, you know the two youngsters, uh, you know, who who both have some some real talent and and are, and are going to get some opportunities. And that's uh, you know Marcus Major and Seth McGowan. So. It's a fun group. They're they're hungry. They're ready to prove themselves, and they're getting ready to get plenty of opportunities. All right, let's take a timeout. We got one more segment with Coach Riley when we come back as we get set for OU and Missouri State coming up in the season opener Saturday night on Owen Field. We'll be back at Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, brought to you by AT and T. football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Homeland, a fresh experience. Proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. Oh, it feels good to be at Rudy's again. Lincoln Riley's 1-0 on the Butkus Brain Teaser. We got a football game coming up on Saturday, 6 o'clock on Owen Field. Final segment with uh, the head coach and with Teddy. One more question from Tyler Burton, a, a fan question. Uh, Tyler, the winner of our $50 Rudy's gift card tonight. Uh, Coach, what challenges do you face when putting together a game plan for a week one opponent when all you have is film from the previous year and add on top of that here a, a new coaching staff too? Yeah, no, it's a great question. There's there's always a little bit of guesswork in that in that first game, you know, about what you think teams are going to do to you. And, and, and I think it, that... It, there's also just kind of learning, you know, who you are and what you're going to end up being, you know, either offensively or defensively as well. So there's, uh, I would say, as many adjustments and, and uh, you know, new wrinkles, this and that. Uh, you, you normally see just as many in the first game as maybe you, you would the, the entire year. So, 
Um, now there is always kind of that little bit of unknown, but that's what makes the first ones fun. You talk to the guys at all about atmosphere. I mean, you know, the players that have been here before used to running out of that tunnel to 85,000 strong. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different there than, than years past. You guys talked at all about that? We haven't talked a lot about it yet. I mean, I know a big deal's been made across the country, and then they've obviously been able to see some of the other sports, you know, that are either playing with no or, or very limited fans. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things that's you don't know exactly, you know, what to say totally. Um, you know, we, we've played, we've become used to playing in great atmospheres just about everywhere we play, obviously here at home. And, you know, you're everybody's biggest game on the road. And, and so we've we've been... You know, we, we've been lucky to do that, and so it will be different. Uh, there's no question about it. But I think I think we're so hungry and focused on the opportunity that we weren't even sure we were going to have, and and uh, so I, I think our excitement level's ready ready for whatever comes our way. Bobby Petrino, obviously one of the big names in coaching in all of uh, college football. What do you know about his team, Coach? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously a ton of respect for him first um, and, uh, you know, and, and the job that he's done at several different places. But now that you look at them, I, it's it's they're a little bit of a difficult group to study. I mean, they've got some returning starters, some some very good returning players, receiver that really stands out. A couple of DBs, I think, that are really good players. Uh, the defensive front is, is definitely one of their strengths. Um, but. They're a group that's brought in a lot of transfers, uh, a lot of transfers from, uh, you know, from major Division One programs. A lot of guys that were very highly recruited. Um, so, and, and then I think they've got a couple of young guys that they're that they're very excited about as well. So, it's going to be a much different looking group than than when you turn Missouri State's film on from last year. So, um, you know, we've been able to look at the personnel some, and and there's certainly some good personnel there. So. You know, we know the kind of coach and, and group we're getting ready to go up against, and they're going to be, I think, a, a much more talented team uh, that they've been in the past because of some of those transfers. So uh, it'll be a fun game and fun fun uh, group to match up against. This will be a question that Toby's going to be shocked to hear me ask because I consider kickers and punters fringe <laughs> members of the of the team. That's but, a true linebacker <laughs> statement yeah. right there. I saw that's a, the nicest thing I've ever heard right. him say about him right there. <laughs> I saw a video of Burkich kicking uh, like a 70 plus yarder on air. We're going to see a 60 yard attempt maybe this year. Is that possible? And with his leg, there's uh, there's a lot that's possible. Um, I, I know this. I'm I, I sleep a lot better at night having that group of, of him and Reese Munchau and Casey Kelleher back. That's a that's a pretty good trio there. But now talented guys and uh, Gabe certainly. Uh, I wouldn't put anything out of out of reach for him. Last question, Coach, and we'll let you go. We only got about a minute and a half here. When, it, when it's a season opener, you always think about that feeling when you, you run out for the first time, the excitement, the promise, the possibility of a new season. How much relief are you going to feel <laughs> Saturday night when you run out that you, that you got there, that you Man. got to the starting line? It, it'll feel good. It, it, it really will. I mean, just because the – efforts of so many people to, to even get to this place. I mean, it, there's not one job, not one point of operation here that has not been very much affected. And so many people have had to adjust and adapt. And so proud of our people. Uh, certainly can't wait to play. You know, it's going to be a fun season. There'll be a lot of twists and turns through it, and, and we'll be ready every step of the way. We miss you here, Coach, but, man, it's good to talk to you again. It's, uh, it's good to see you. That means good things are on the horizon. Thanks for spending some time with us tonight. Of course. Thank you, guys. All right, it's Lincoln Riley. Teddy, you got about 30 seconds. Uh, biggest takeaway from what he had to say tonight? Uh, ready to play football, Yeah. right? I mean, ready to play football. It's been a rough offseason. It's been different. And uh, I think the guys, the, the coaches, the staff, everyone involved, it's been, as he pointed out to there, it's been a long year with tons of behind-the-scenes stuff just to try and get us to this point. And now that you're here, this is the fun part, just going out and playing football and putting it all on the field. There's been a lot of the last few months it hasn't been fun. This right. is the fun part. And you can watch it on pay-per-view on Saturday night. Go to Soonersports.com to check out how you can view it. Or we'll have the radio broadcast for you beginning at 4 o'clock with the pregame show across the Sooner Radio Network. And we will see you next week for another edition of Sooner Sports Talk with Lincoln Riley brought to you by AT&T. Boomer Sooner, everybody.
Sooner Sports Talk has been presented by AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. Sooner Sports Talk is also brought to you by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Homeland, proud sponsor of Sooner Football. Riverwind, still the one. And by Sport Clips. It's good to be a guy. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. All right, let's wrap it up. Oh, how great was that with Teddy and Toby both at Rudy's and then Coach jumping in virtually. Just a fun show. Can't wait to listen to that all season long. You can get out, too, to Rudy's and support the show, have some fun with Toby and Ted, and obviously learn a lot about Sooner football. We wrap it up every single Wednesday. We're going to have a special guest. Today, it's Spencer Rattler's first meeting with the media after being named the starting quarterback for the University of Oklahoma. Enjoy QB1 as he gets set to make his debut as the starter Saturday night at 6 o'clock when Oklahoma battles Missouri State. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy Spencer and Boomer Sooner. We're joined by Richard, freshman quarterback, Spencer Rattler. Spencer, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay, we're going to hop in. The questions will begin with Joe Bettner with the Norman transcript and go to Ryan Aver. Joe? Hey, Spencer. Uh, just curious what this process has been like from you know going from a redshirt season last year to getting in the starting quarterback. I'm curious just what the, the journey has been like for you. You know, it's been a great learning experience. Uh, last year, like you said, it was a redshirt year for me. Um, I think getting to learn under Jalen was big for me. Um, just seeing how he prepared, how he came came with the game, uh, that was a big big year for me. Just sitting back and kind of soaking everything in. Okay, Ryan Aver, the Oklahoman, and then Eric Bailey. Yes, Spencer. I'm wondering, uh, what do you remember from your first start in high school, and uh, how does that compare to how you feel now here, entering your first start here in Norman? Uh, my first start in high school, I was kind of just like thrown into it um, unexpectedly. Um, I remember playing Chandler. It was a powerhouse program with a couple guys in the NFL right now, and we got stomped on. But uh, right now, I'm definitely more prepared, more more mature, more grown, um, obviously, than I was back then. And just knowing the system fully and, you know, being closer with my teammates and everything, that, that that's probably the biggest difference, I'd say. Appreciate it, Spencer. Let's go to Eric Bailey with the Tulsa World and then Jason Kirby. Spencer, when you see the words Heisman Trophy candidate next to your name in the preseason and you've only played three games, is that unfair to you or, or are those expectations that you've placed? Um, you know, I've, uh, just being the player I am, um, I, I, I try to just let my play do the talking. You know, of course you're going to see this and that, but that's the last thing I'm worried about. I'm worried about just working with my team right now. We got a great, great group of guys ready to attack the season, and that's that's my main focus right now. Thanks, Spencer. Okay, let's go to Jason Kersey of the Athletic, and then Kerry Murdoch. Hey, Spencer. Um, thank you for your time. Wanted to ask you, what do you remember about when Coach Kish came out to see you for the first time when you were a freshman, and uh, were you surprised that that resulted in an offer from Oklahoma when you when you were that young? Uh, coach Kish had a great um, relationship with my quarterback coach back in Arizona, Mike Giovando. Um, you know, when he came out, I didn't know him at the time, but he, like I said, he was close to my QB coach, and uh, you know, he's a great guy. I just was actually texting him the other day; he was just checking up on me, congratulating me, and you know, he became close to my family. And uh, you know, we, I felt good vibes with him uh, as he came to Arizona. So, I mean, you know, as a young kid, you were hoping to get that big Oklahoma offer, and, and luckily, it turned out like that. Kerry Murdoch with Sooner Scoop and the Sports Animal, and then Barry Trammell. Spencer, uh, you, you, got a chance, you didn't get a chance to spend you know time in you know on a practice field with like Baker or, or Kyler, but Lincoln's pointed to your time with Jalen uh, last year, something that was really good for you. Can you talk about what kind of you learned from Jalen, what you took away from that experience of, of watching him every day, and, and how? that made you a different quarterback or a more mature quarterback now? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, learning from him last year was big, like I said, for me. Um, just seeing how he came prepared to every practice, how he prepared for each game. 
um, you know, how he led, how, how he spoke with the media, how, how he did everything. I kind of took, you know, bits of everything and kind of just try to, you know, put into what, what I had going on right now. So I think that helped um, a lot for sure. Anything about just preparation that you learned from him that you took that changed things? Um, I mean, probably just the mindset, you know, just an attack mode every day and just focusing on what you got to focus on, you know, and I, I'd say that's the main thing. Barry Trammell with the Oklahoman and then Gary Neiman. Yes, yeah, Spencer, do you do you have a sense for how much hype surrounds you and, and, and the expectations that have been mentioned? Just, just sort of the aura around you having hardly played at all. And how do you deal with that? And and how do you to not let that be a factor in, in your development? You know, I look at it like look like I had a lot of hype, you could say, in, in high school and, and attention. So, I mean, that definitely prepared me for this. But um, like I said, you know, I, I, to me, pressure is a privilege. Um, I don't look at it. I look at it to embrace it. Um, you know, I'm not going to run away from, from any expectations or this and that. I just focus on what I have to do with my team. I got a great group of guys around me and, uh, you know, a great supporting cast of coaches. So, uh, you know, what, we've, what we're focusing on right now is that, that game one, and we'll go on from there. Okay, time for a couple more questions. Garen Eming of the Tulsa World, and then Keegan Renault. <laughs> the, the three quarterbacks who preceded you in, in Coach Riley's system had a knack for, for making something out of nothing uh, off schedule, out, outside the pocket, whatever it took. Can, can you give me a sense of, of, of that ability in you? Could, you? could you describe it? None of us have seen it, but I, but I know you have it. You think you have it. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's something I've been working on you know, my whole career is just being able, to, being able to make plays on my feet, get guys open down the field when I get outside the pocket. Um, I think that's one of the stronger qualities to my game. Um, I'm excited to, you know, do it in a game and, and, and show everybody kind of kind of what I got. So, I mean, I got a great O-line that's going to protect me. And, you know, I'm excited to get out there and just make plays on my feet and throw the ball where I need to put it. Good luck this season. Thanks. Thank you. And I apologize, our last question uh, will be Keegan Renault. Keegan? Yeah, apologize, my computer froze up at the beginning if this has been asked, but do you just remember what that stadium felt like when you ran out on the field against South Dakota? It, there was, it seems like they just woke up um, from kind of a slumber in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, that, that was probably one of the coolest moments, you know, getting in your first game and, you know, going down and scoring. Uh, that was definitely a good you know, good energy out there. It was a fun time. And, you know, sadly, the stadium won't be packed 80, 85,000 deep this year, but, you know, we'll be all right. All right, Spencer. Thanks for joining us. Thank See you. See you next time. Thank you. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.